beloved in Jesus Christ our Lord. What a strange week, couple weeks we've been having. The weather-wise I'm speaking. My goodness, heat waves, fires. Eastern Washington now has even more fires, dust storms, highways are closed. California's burning up, Nevada's on fire. And now Montana and Colorado are bracing for a freak snowstorm. So I don't know what to make of it, but it's interesting. But it does go harm, hand in hand and in harmony with our, our social disorder, doesn't it? It seems to, they seem to be integrated somehow. But anyway, just an observation. I'm not making anything more of it than that. When I was a little boy, I wanted to have a room by myself. So mom and dad, we had bought in this house, this little three-bedroom house, and it was my brother, sister, and I, and, and my brother and I shared a room, a sister a room, and then mom and dad had a room. It was all one of the house. Well, you know, when you don't have money to buy a bigger house, what do you do? Well, you take the garage, right? And you cut the garage in half if it's a single-car garage, and half the garage becomes dad's workshop, and the other half becomes another room where the washing machine is and, and where it would end up my bedroom be. So one night... In the summertime, I woke up hearing something like the doorknob being jiggled. Now, there was where my room was, the kitchen, dining room, living room, mom and dad and everyone else with the far end of the house. And granted, it wasn't that big of a house, but they were a long way from me. And then it would stop. And all night long, I would get panic because then I always hear this and I was up all night expecting somebody to break in. And I was too scared to run down the hall. But I'll never forget the moment. I must have drifted off for just a little bit because when I woke up, I noticed that was just a little bit of daylight. And the sun wasn't up. You still couldn't really see, but you could tell there was a perception, there was a change in the amount of light. And then that little change, maybe you call it twilight before the dawn, whatever it is, that gave me hope that the darkness was almost gone and I would be safe. Well, when the light got up a little bit farther, I found out what it was. Mom had something on the, the clothesline and the breeze would rattle it a certain way and it sounded just like the doorknob of our kitchen. But that twilight, that, that change where you realize... Something's changing, and it's for the good. And that's what we're celebrating today, this change. The cosmos had been in darkness for a long time, since the fall. And all of a sudden, we find ourselves, as we look, a perceptible change in the light outside. It's no longer that pitch black. There's just a little hue to it, a little color to it. Surreal as it may be, but it gives one hope. And so the feast we're celebrating today is the birth of the mother of God. The birth, the mother of our hope, the mother of our joy, the mother of our future, the mother of our salvation, the mother of our Lord. Some feasts are just meant to be sat back and awed at. Just the sheer beauty of what God has done, the love that He's given us by giving us this woman 
to be our mother, who is now this little tiny baby girl, who no one ever thought would even exist because her mother's womb was barren. And now this woman, born from a barren woman, this little girl, would one day give birth, a virginal birth, to a son without seed. But that's to come. For this night, we just marvel at the fact that God has says, okay, it's time to bring on a little light. Prepare yourself for the great light that is to come, for the true light. So that's why we come here. We come here to give thanks and praise to God for sending us such a mother. And I mentioned Sunday after liturgy how our hymnography, the, 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 about the mystagogy of our hymnography. And boys, it, did you hear it tonight in the Stichiria of Vespers? Sec, especially the sixth one? It tells us everything of why we're here. And I'm going to labor it by reading it to you. Because sometimes we get so caught up in the notes and trying to sing along, we miss what we're saying. Or miss what the church is trying to teach us. And it says this, Indeed, some famous barren women have given birth by the will of God. But the nativity of Mary surpasses all nativities in honor and splendor, as it is worthy of the majesty of God. For she was born in a miraculous way of a barren mother, and she herself gave birth in the flesh to the God of all incarnate in a womb without human seed, against the laws of nature. She alone is the door through which the only begotten Son of God has passed while leaving it sealed, as he had planned in his eternal wisdom. Thus did he bring salvation to all. We are celebrating and worshiping what we are believing and professing about this young, little, tiny baby newborn. St. Andrew of Crete would go on and on about just the glory of this event, not defining it, not trying to figure it out, just words of awe and wonder of what this child means for our salvation. And he would say that creation, all of creation, has been raised to become a holy place by the creator of all things. And he would say the creature is being prepared to be the dwelling place of the creator. This is the profound event that we're celebrating. The event that's going to bring about the Christ child and our salvation. So we give thanks today for the gift of Our Lady in our lives. And what an impact this child will have, not just for the moment, the historical moment that it took place, but for all eternity. Not just the joy that Joachim and Anna would have at that moment, to have a child they thought they would never have, but for you and I, to come here this evening and celebrate the birth with the same joy as Joachim and Anna had. Only they couldn't see fully, and they wouldn't see fully, what would become of the child that they were, had conceived and was born. But we get to see 
the glory of this child and how this child, this little girl, is the mother of us all, the mother of our salvation and the mother of Christ God, the Savior of our souls. So we say happy birthday to the most holy Theotokos. As she's there with her son in body and soul, at the right hand of her son, the heavenly kingdom, and yet this evening her veil is over us. Because we come here to honor her, to give her our love, as we would anybody who has a birthday. It's a joy to give our love by wishing them a blessed birthday or that they've had a birth, but wishing them blessings upon them. But we have the added advantage of asking her to send the blessings upon us, the blessings of her son. Her purpose in life was to give birth. John's was to point, but hers was to give birth. And not to just any child, but the Savior of our souls.